Welcome to The Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwee. I can't believe it's September, y'all. Like, September 7th, to be exact. Um, and uh, I just can't believe it. Where has this year gone? Where has the last two years gone, really? Guys, uh, we'll do some housekeeping real quick first, and then we'll just jump into the final episode of Love and Paradise, The Caribbean, A 90-Day Story. I finally got the title right now that the show has ended. Um, but first... And foremost, the housekeeping stuff, shout out to Olivia, Vanessa, Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Nia, Raydell, Linda, Brianna, Donna over at Anchor FM, Crystal, Nicole, Amanda, hey girl, hey, I see you in the live chat, Jaleesa, Angela, Judy, Beth, I appreciate you guys. Without you guys, these shows wouldn't happen. Uh, support the show, bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show. Um, and yeah, let's jump into it. So you guys, I was shocked by the finale. Like, I, I feel like all of my questions, hey, Vanessa, hey, girl, hey, have not been answered. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we've been left on a cliffhanger, which I know means there's going to be a second season. However, I feel like I needed some more answers. So let's just jump into Stephen and Martine. So as we remember, he's fighting back tears. You know, he didn't know if he should make this big step. Uh, he's not sure if they're both ready for it. Really, he's saying he's not ready. He's not ready for it. Um, they've been fighting a lot, and after the fight, he felt like he had to do something extra. Now, is that a reason to get engaged, to propose? Oh, we've been fighting a lot. Let me go buy a ten thousand dollar ring, and maybe that will just be the extra I need to like put this over the top. Of course not. It sounds crazy. But what do we find out that? Uh, even though he was 80% sure and 20% is this the right thing to do, which really reminded me of Nicole and Azan with the 20%. She's 20% okay. <laughs> oh my God, who does that? But anyways, is it the right thing? Well, is it the right thing? What did you guys think? I'm curious. Hey, Patty, hey girl, hey. Hey, Amanda. Um. Amanda says, can we all agree that there was no ring? I agree, there was no ring. And the way that Martine took it, you guys, I was shocked. But let me get into that. So she's relieved. She's happy that he thought twice about it. She realizes that they're not there yet. And the last thing she wants is to be in this engagement with Steven. I was like, wait, what? Have I been watching the wrong show all eight episodes? Have I? Did you not say that you this trip with the make it or break it, you're leaving with a ring or, or not a ring? If you had the ring, then you'd move forward. If you didn't have a ring, then it was over. Isn't that what you said? Because, you know, you guys, I take notes. And I have books of notes. Books. Books. Notes. Copious notes. So I know that that's what she said. So I'm confused that now you're relieved. Are you relieved because you're realizing that you don't really want to be with him? Is that what's going on right now? 
And that's why <laughs> Angelica, 55%. Okay. And is that why you're kind of like, oh, great. We can just part ways because also the way she was talking, she was talking like, you know, if it's meant to be, it will be. That's not someone that sounds to me like they're all in. So she's relieved. They're not there yet. She's realized that they've been fighting all week um, about trust. So they really do have a lot to figure out. Um, and she's realizing that their relationship is not as mature as she thought it was. Well, of course it's, what do I always say to you guys? Okay. Your vacay bay is not your real life bay. Your online relationship is not a real relationship until you have the day-to-day -day interactions and you see how that person is in real life. It's never going to be a real deal. When you're on vacation, you're on vacation. When you're online, you're online. So she realizes that because they've been fighting all week, um, she just really realizes that they're not where they need to be and that they really do have a lot to work out uh, in the relationship. So him proposing was not going to fix that. Um, and she says, quote, I don't want to please don't leave me ring slash please don't or please trust me ring. No, that's not what I want. You know, the ring should be a celebration. Well, duh, of course. Listen, how, how do we even get to the point where we're saying that we want to get engaged when y'all aren't even on? Wait, what? Confusing. So they really feel like the next step is going to be moving in together. So either she's going to move to Barbados or he's going to move to Miami. She really wants him to move to Miami. But I think that she probably has the career that can allow her to move to Barbados and establish herself easier than him going to Miami and being one of a gazillion DJs, right? Who doesn't have the connections that he already has in Barbados. Um, Steven said, it's not the reaction that he was expecting. Um, he was expecting something different. I don't, what do you, like, you guys know how I feel like from last week, what would you expect from her? You tell her that, oh, I was going to pr to propose, but I'm having cold feet. I think it's a bad idea, so I'm not going to propose to you. Then he's like, do you want to see the ring? And then she says no. Ladies, Amanda, Patty, Vanessa, Angelica, y'all tell me, tell me, if you had your significant other beside you who just gave you the shittiest non-proposal ever, would you not want to see the ring? Her whole situation was, I'm going to want to see the ring. Just keep the ring because if you show it to me, then you're going to have to get a different one. A, is that a thing? And B, why would that be a thing? And C, she, he could, she could see the ring. He could take it back because it's been like four hours. And then you see what you're working with. I, I personally, if you have, let me see the ring. If you're going to go all out and make this a whole big deal, whole big production, you said that you practice over and over the speech. You better let me. See. Yes. Let me see the ring. I want to see the bling bling so that I can see what you're talking about, what we're working with, how committed. And like you said, something extra. That, let's see how extra you went. Hey, Chrissy. Hey, girl. Hey, Chrissy says, I would want to see the ring. 
And Vanessa says, show me the ring. And Amanda's convinced that there was no ring. I'm convinced too. I'm convinced that he went into the store. The lady said, hey, these are the rings. Let me just do a little quick segment with you. This one's 10,000. Oh, that's good. I didn't see him walk up with a little bag. I didn't, none of that. I didn't see like bulges in his pocket. So maybe like his friend said, maybe it was like a ring pop. And he was like rolling the dice like, hey, I'm gonna ask her, I probably know her, she's gonna say no, and then I'm good. Or she could have said yes and be like, oh, hey, I, for I forgot it, it's bad, like whatever. But I would need to see the ring. She doesn't wanna see it. Um, and then she starts kind of encouraging him because she's looking at him and he seems discouraged by the whole situation. And she's like, are you crying? And it's really because he doesn't wanna lose her is what I'm assuming. And then she says, gangsters don't cry. <laughs> Martine, that's cold blooded. It's cold blooded, but then Stephen, you did the non-proposal. So I, I kind of get where she's coming from. Like, how are you gonna cry when you didn't even, you did the non-proposal and then said that you like, were only 80% sure about this relationship. So you can't then cry. Hey, Crystal, hey, hey girl, hey. So she's encouraging him to go to like, you know, not be upset that it's going to be fine, that the relationship will grow on its own. And then she says, we will get there if it's supposed to get there. And that to me sounds like she has kind of one foot out the door, right? Because before this whole seven episodes, she was like this, we have to do this. We have to get married. We have to do this. I want, I want more stability. I want to be in a, like a real relationship, an exclusive relationship. I want to get married. I want to have kids. Blah, 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 blah. And something in this weeks that she's been there flipped in her mind. So I don't know if it was all the fighting. I don't know if she's realizing like, hey, my parents made me not. Like, I don't know what it was, but something flipped the switch. Because when you say, ah, it will grow on its own. We'll get there if it's supposed to. That sounds to me like you're saying, deuces, I'll see you when I see you. And if this works out, cool. And if not, I'm going to go back to Miami and live my best life. And I don't know how many of you have been to Miami, but that Latin like air, she'll be fine. She'll be just fine. So um, they both do say that they got closer during the week. And she says that she wished she had more time. And I was like, really? You just finished saying the relationship will be what it is if it's supposed to be. And then we find out that, you know, COVID has hit, there's COVID restrictions and a curfew. So he can't actually go all the way to the airport with her. He's going to pop her in a cab. And then he mentions like, oh, but you know, I'll pay for it. Even she said, that's not the issue, Stephen. Um, they then say they want to be together all the time, but they would need to work on their trust issues. And then this is the part that also got me. Steven said, well, you know, the ring did what I wanted it to do. It showed Martine that he, he was committed to her and he's very much committed to her and he's all in. So you fought the whole trip. You wanted to be super casual and light like you've always been for the past three and a half years. 
you brought her to meet your kid and your parents, but you still wanted to be like light and easy. Anytime she mentioned like the future, you were kind of like, ooh, I don't want to have this conversation. Oh, it's too much. But because you bought the ring, now you're all in. But you bought the ring to do a non-proposal. So the ring was a prop in order for you to act like you're all in so that she can see that you're committed, but you're not really committed because you're not ready to actually propose. That's very, that's very confusing. And it kind of doesn't make sense. Amanda says, I could see this as a breakup though. Yeah, by the words that were coming out of Martine's mouth, it sounded like a breakup to me. Krista said, they went through this whole season and flipped the switch. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like this whole episode just absolutely did not go the way I thought. I, first of all, was surprised how Martine took it. She was happy that he did the non-proposal and that they were going to, you know, go their separate ways and see what's happening. Although they're saying that, you know, they're going to look to see what the next steps are and the next steps are where they're going to live. She realizes the ring's not the solution. It should be a celebration. If you don't think that is a celebration and you're relieved that your dude didn't propose to you, then that's saying a whole lot to me, at least. Um, she really wants to get over her trust issues. Uh, she says she wants to work to get over it and forgive and forget. And I always say, you guys, you can forgive, but you're never going to forget, right? So you can forgive and move past it and not bring it up and not nag someone. But what you're not going to do is forget. Because if it happens again, you just pull it out from the files of the back of your head and be like, oh, on January 23rd when you cheated in, uh, you know, 2018. And then now, February 10th, 2020, this, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to forgive and not forget. So. They feel that the trip tested their love and Stephen feels like their love is strong and they have a, a strong love story and he wants to get married, have kids, grow old together. He says he wants to live happily ever. I was like, wait, when did this happen? Did I miss an episode? Cause you were like, just a couple episodes back when she brought up kids, you felt like she was pressuring you and you didn't like the fact that she brought your daughter into it and you weren't even feeling it like that. So did you guys have a secret conversation that didn't air that I don't know about? Because when did you all of a sudden do a 360 and be like, yeah, I want to get married, grow old, have kids, the whole nine yards and live happily ever after. Did that happen this episode? Cause you just finished saying you were only 80% sure that you wanted to marry her. But now at the end of the episode, you're saying, you want to get married to her? You just don't want to get married to her right now. But you see it happening in the future. Then Martine, who I feel must be a twin spirit of mine, said the words that I tell y'all all the time, you cannot, you cannot build a life with someone you've only known on vacation. How often do I tell you that? What do I say? Vacay Bay is Vacay Bay. You can't make a home with the Vacay Bay, okay? Now, if your Vacay Bay becomes 
your everyday bay, then I can understand that happening. But what's not going to work, and if you need some receipts, I can give you some receipts. What's not going to work is you go and visit this person every so often, every year for two weeks, and everything is great. Well, everything's great because you're on vacation. Vacations are great. You're on break from your real life, and they're on break because you're visiting. Bravo, Martine, for saying something that completely made sense. Maria says, I'm so glad she has a good head on her shoulders and came to her senses. Facts. So she thinks that the next step is that they're going to live together, do the day-to-day -day things, which is what I just said, and then they can get to the next step. But she wants to be able to give the relationship uh, the chance that it deserves. To me, that sounded like an ending. That sounded like it's a wrap for us. However, um, I did see a picture of them. If you guys have Discovery Plus and you watch 90 Day Bears All, uh, Martine and Steven are both going to be on an episode. So that means that, that he came to the U.S., came to Los Angeles. And I guess we're going to find out from Bears All what's happening with their storyline, which is what Bears All has tended to do. If you didn't watch last season, it's kind of like a companion piece to whatever 90 Day series is airing. And then you find out only on Bears All what's going on. It's like a whole weird thing. So for people that didn't have Discovery Plus when it first came out, it was like, what are you talking about? I didn't see that. Where was that? Oh, because it's on Bears All. But now that I think more people have Discovery Plus, we'll see what happens with them next. Then there's Ariana. Oh, Ariana. I'm going to say my disclaimer is she's pregnant hormones, the whole nine yards. So I'm not really, and it was a serious episode and my heart felt for her. And uh, I'm going to talk about that shortly. However, so two weeks after returning from Jamaica, uh, she's rushed to the hospital. Uh, the baby's not due for another three months. So crews aren't allowed in the hospital. They are looking at her blood work. And I guess there uh, was some abnormal enzymes in her liver. So they rushed her to labor and delivery floor, and she had what's known as mild preeclampsia, which is a serious blood pressure condition that can affect women after the 20th week of pregnancy. It can result in premature birth and can also be life-threatening to the mother and the baby. Now that just put me in a whole different, I was like, now I'm concerned. Like what's happening right now? I was like, oh no, like what's happening? I was like feeling for her, so sad. Um, so the doctors are saying that between the next 24 hours and the next seven weeks, uh, she can have the baby at any time. So she calls Sterlin and tells them that I'm going to be in the hospital for at least a week. And then Sterlin says something that's like, so I know his heart was in it and, and his intentions were pure, but it was so basic. He said that he doesn't want the baby to pre be premature. Oh, of course. Well, no one, no one wants that, Sherlyn. So if you can just, you know, try to have the keep the baby in for thirty-seven. Um, I don't really think that that's how it works. But I get your intentions. You're worried. She's worried. You're sad that you're not there to comfort her, and you're just trying to encourage her that everything's going to be okay. I get it. I get that. That's what I had to like deduce that. That's what what's going on there. But 24 hours after being admitted, the baby's heart rate dropped rapidly 
And then the doctors decided to do an emergency C-section. So on January 27th, 2021, at 4.41 a.m., uh, their son was born at three pounds and three ounces and immediately admit, admitted to the NICU. Um, Maria said, I had preeclampsia with my twins and had to deliver because of that a bit early. I'm so glad that you're fine and your babies are healthy, Maria. Thank you for sharing that story. And uh, midwife Crystal, who's a midwife and knows all about delivering babies, said she looked preeclamptic to me in Jamaica. This midwife was not surprised. And she also says, it's a tough thing. The cure for preeclampsia is delivery. Good thing she was in the hospital already. You don't see true knots often. So let's talk about that. So Karen, her mom, uh, was like, this is super scary. Scary situation. When Ariana woke up, her baby was there. Mom had to tell her like where the baby was, how big the baby was, the whole nine yards. And then we learned from Ariana that um, there was a knot in his umbilical cord and that's why his heart rate was dropping all the time. And she's like, it was a blessing that they were in the hospital because had they not been in the hospital, anything is possible, right? So that was sad, but I was also happy that, you know, she was able to be in the hospital and be monitored. So she says that they had a long road ahead he has to gain weight, he has to learn to eat, he has to learn to breathe on his own. And I wanted to go ahead and pop up some photos of baby, yes, she named him Odin. So she decided that uh, she was going to give the baby the name that Sherlyn wanted, which was Odin. And she also decided that the right thing to do was to give the baby his last name. And so Odin is super excited. Karen shows um, Odin for the first time to Sherlon. So they meet face to face on FaceTime. He feels excited. He's worried because of all the tubes and whatnot. He feels helpless. And he wanted to be there for his baby and just let the baby know that, hey, your daddy's got your back. He wanted to hold his fingers, all the things. But he asked, are there any other complications? And Karen's like, besides coming early, there are no other complications. He has a CPAP, which uh, Chris, midwife Crystal, I would love to know what a CPAP is because I actually don't know what that is. So if you can let us know in the live chat, that'd be great. So besides, he's on a CPAP and he needs regular oxygen um, and he's in an incubator and the incubator mimics the mother's womb. So uh the next photo here's baby odin out of the hospital so cute you guys look at his little big eyes so anyways odin's super excited and odin says everything's gonna be fine because um odin is a norwegian name and his ancestors are are norwegian vikings and then you know i've heard on social media and i've heard like not even heard, I've had people DM me and say all these things and make fun of him. And he finally explained what it is. His great, great grandfather was from Scotland, shipwrecked in Jamaica. And that's why he has um, this Norwegian Viking family tree. Now, if you know any of your history, you know that with the whole like slave trade and the whole thing, 
people came a lot of places and when people were trying to discover land, they came to a lot of places and Jamaica is one of them. So I'm not surprised by that at all. So Odin, Odin, super cute. Um, Crystal says, every time I come across a true knot in the cord after delivering a healthy kid, I always let the parents know how lucky the kiddo is. A lot of times we see the knots after delivering a baby that has, oh, that's so sad, that has died. That's so sad. I don't know how common knots in the umbilical cord is, um, but I guess it's a thing. And Jessica, hey, girl, hey, says, my son was born at 29 weeks, four days, I think. And I don't know what that is. Is previa subcoronic hemorrhage emergency C-section? I don't have babies, you guys. I don't know what that means, but it sounds like it was scary. And I'm glad that your son is healthy and happy. All right, CPAP, because that's what I didn't know. CPAP is a machine that provides mild air pressure to keep the airways open. People with really bad sleep apnea have to use it too sometimes. Well, there you go. So CPAP, regular oxygen incubator. So um, I also wanted to show you some more cute photos of baby Odin that Ariana posted to her, so her social media. How cute is this baby, y'all? How cute is this baby? How cute? I'll tell you how cute. Super cute. Odin is super, super cute. Ariana went ahead and posted this in order of, in honor of Love and Paradise finale and NICU Awareness Month. This baby boy is the blessing I never knew I needed. Two pounds and 12 ounces, which is interesting because it's different than what they said on the show. On the show, they said three pounds, three ounces, but two pounds, 12 ounces was his highest, or excuse me, his lowest weight ever. I watched him fight for 57 days in a hospital, two hours away from my home and family. I was with him nearly every waking moment while he faced a deadly stomach infection, required four blood transfusions and needed surgery at only six pounds. I could never regret bringing this amazing child into this world. He is genuinely so happy all of the time as if he's just happy to be here. He's so smart, strong, and literally always smiling. He has brought an unexplainable amount of joy in our lives. Odin Jared, which is his middle name, is a gift from God and he's here for a reason. Best quote accident ever. Um, and then here he is today, y'all. He's so cute. Odin Jared, and they've been calling him OJ, which I don't know how I feel about that, but I guess it's not my baby. But this baby is super, super duper, super duper cute. Oh, Maria and Crystal are letting me know that babies lose weight after birth. Allison is coming in with a bang. She is coming in on fire, y'all. Coming in hot. Linda, sorry I'm late, but I think Martine met Stephen's cousin Harris, LOL. Coming in hot, Allison. Coming in hot. Anyways, I'm super happy that the baby's he healthy and happy. Uh, we do get to um, find out that Odin comes home, as you guys can obviously see. And Karen is on one. Karen says that 
you know, Odin needs his daddy. And Ariana's like, look, he, he's working on it, right? It's still COVID. We're still trying to figure it out. And she's like, well, the burden is just all on you. And I don't see him changing his life and no burden on Karen. Shut up. Just stop it. What is he supposed to do? If the embassy is not open, he's not going to be able to do anything. And if the embassy is open, which is what he's saying, but they're backed up so they're not taking new appointments yet, then I don't understand what you're mad about. Like you, I, I don't get it, Karen. I don't get it. So, um, <laughs> Odin's doing well. He had some ups and downs. So he had a hernia, like she just talked about, which required a double hernia surgery, a stomach infection, which she just talked about, um, took a while for him to eat and he needed a blood transfusion. Um, but all in all, He's doing better and she's so happy to have this blessing in her life. She says the motherhood is hard, especially when she's doing it without Sherlon, which was like the jab that I kind of really didn't need to hear. Because again, I'm going to remind you that this might sound harsh and I'm happy that you have a healthy and happy baby and you're now starting to love motherhood, but you decided to have unprotected sex with someone that you've known for two days. So there's that part. Um, so then <clears throat> she is talking to Sherlon and Sherlon is saying that, you know, he still wants to get a tur tourist visa. The embassy is open, but it's backed up in Jamaica because of COVID. And she just really feels like her mom helps her out a lot. She's moved in with her mom full time. It's probably going to be a long-term arrangement. Yeah, I know. I can already tell Ariana 25, um, and so she's already looking at Karen as like the second parent, right? They do say it takes a village. So I'm not mad at her at all. Get all the help you can. Because my understanding is that it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So if you have a village that's willing and able, take all the help you can get. Um, so... Then they get into this thing that Karen and Ariana, that I just was irritating to me and I'm trying to be like super positive because this all ended up a beautiful blessing. But so Karen's mad that he doesn't, that Sherlin doesn't have a plan of action to get over here. And I'm like, what plan of action could he have if they just finished telling you that the embassy is backed up? He can't then go over the embassy and just randomly appear in the United States. Like that's not going to happen. And then Ariana says that it's hard to explain their story. And she's like, what in the future, if I'm going to have to explain the story of me and your dad to Odin, then if I told my daddy he could come live with you, why didn't he? Well, this is when you're going to have to put on your big girl pants. Ariana, and tell your son, or not, but you're going to have to put on your big girl pants and say, you know what? I didn't know your daddy. And that's probably why he didn't want to pick up and leave right away and come and all of a sudden get married and have have, have a kid that they already have and move and get all the things. He didn't want to do it because he didn't know you. He, known you. he didn't know me. He only knew me for two days. And so that's why he is not here yet. 
or that's why he's not here at all. Because we realized that we weren't compatible because we didn't know each other. We just made a baby and we're happy that we made you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be difficult and you're not going to go ahead and blame Sherlon for something that the two of you did together quite quickly. So what are you talking about? He had the chance to come live with you. He doesn't know you, fool. He's known you for two days. Six of the months were apart by video call and by text and stop it, just stop it. So anyways, um, they video chat with Sherlyn and it's adorable. They try to do it two times a day so that Sherlyn can kind of get to know his son um, and you know, kind of be active as much as he can. Now, here's what, here's the kicker. And I said it from the very beginning. I'm going to say it again, you guys. Sherlock has no inkling, no desire to go to America, no desire whatsoever. No desire in the sense that he'll come on a visa when he's good and ready, but he's not going to, he's not going to come immediately. And he's definitely, He's just said the same thing that he's, he hasn't changed his mind about the K-1 visa. He takes marriage very seriously, he says, which I still think that he's probably still married somewhere. Um, so we find out that in six months, Ariana's going back to Jamaica to introduce baby o Odin to his papa, Sherlon. And I was like, well, that's six months. I'm sure the embassy will be caught up by then why is it that she's going back there and he's not coming to her well he's not coming to her y'all because he doesn't want to come to her he doesn't want to and probably can't afford to and probably doesn't want to miss like all that time off of work and you know oftentimes in third world countries they think americans are all rich and since so she has been able to come and visit him like two times now he probably thinks it's no sweat off her back, even though she's now, you know, technically a single mom. Now on the plus side, she was able to come to terms with that a little bit and all of the crazy, ridiculous stereotypes that she had, we find out was all because she was scared, right? She was scared of being a single mom. But now that she has that love for her baby, she knows that, you know, her love can be enough and single moms can, can do it and that's okay. Um, Y'all are, y'all in the live chat, I love it. So I feel with their storyline, I feel unfinished. So it's six months now. So did she go? I'm going to need some more information. I might have to wait like a year because by then I'm going to have moved on to the other thousands of 90 day stories. I need this break not to be too long. Only eight episodes. You guys make a sit for 90 day everything 90 day for like two hours. And for like last season of Happily Ever After was like a thousand episodes, y'all. It just never, it was like, oh my God, there's another one. And they were all two hours long. Why is this only eight episodes and unfinished business? Y'all get on it immediately. <sighs> Crazy. Next up, uh, Kay and Mark in Panama. Uh, again, I just want to remind you guys that uh, his ex reached out to me, wanted to do, wanted to talk about her, the situation. 
Uh, she kind of decided for her own mental health that she might wait till after the season airs. Um, and she might not. She might not be able to take the scrutiny that 90 Day fans have. I don't know. But I still am sending her all positive vibes. I've reminded her that it will be a safe environment if she chooses to reach out again. Um, we'd love to hear her side of the story. Patty says, I really loved or enjoyed this series much more than 90 Days. I loved it. And I, I loved it because it was fresh and it was new. But I do still feel unfulfilled because I think a lot of the storylines left us hanging. So uh, Mark's packing. He's leaving today. Uh, things aren't as he hoped. Uh, he loves Kay, but she doesn't love him back in his opinion. Um, but she, he's willing to wait for her to fall back in love with him because he loves her that much and he wants to be with her. So whatever it takes, he's willing to do it. And so they get in the taxi to go to the airport. She wants to talk about where um, they're going to live, what they need to do, how are they going to be together. And he's like, I don't know what the future looks like, but I just know I want to be with you. And he's okay with the situation for now. And he talks about how if this is going to be an open relationship. He doesn't know what she's going to be up to. He doesn't want to know, but he's good with it for right now but he's not going to be good with it forever. Then this was another couple that I was like, where was I this season? Because now that he's leaving, Kay feels the essence of the relationship is still the same from nine years ago. She's going to really miss him. She's excited to see what the future has in store for him. Um, He's not ready to say goodbye. She's not ready to say goodbye. And then she starts crying and she doesn't know when they're going to see each other again, but she thinks that it's going to be a short time and, um, and then they'll be back together again. I was like, wait, what? Weren't you the same person that said that you weren't into monogamy? You wanted to have an open, free, live in the moment relationship. You wanted to date a bunch of different people. He was giving you an ultimatum. He wants you to move to California and you don't want to move to California. And then you said he was being selfish and he was being selfish and he didn't want to speak the language. And now he wants, I'm, I'm confused. All of a sudden, the last seven hours that I watched of you be one way, he's about to leave and this is the season finale and I'm not going to be able to have any more questions answered. You're excited about your future and you love him and you don't want him to leave and you're excited about what the future holds and you guys need to talk about where you're going to live. Wait, what? You just said, didn't you just say you didn't want to move and be in a, what? Wait, what? Okay. Now that's out of my system. So she starts crying. Um, she says she's happy to have him back in her life and doesn't want to lose him. And she loves the fact that she can have fun with him. She can be herself and he doesn't judge her. And she says she's lucky to have a person like him next to her that wants the best for her. And she's like, I love, I'm in love with you. She says, and he says, I love you. I'm like, um, uh, 
Maria says, I feel they edited it too much and they left gaps. They left big gaps. They left big gaps, Maria, because when did we get here? Just like how I said with Martine and Steven, like, when did we get here? Did I miss some episodes? Do I really need to, uh, and this is it? And I only have an hour, which is really 44 minutes to figure out that y'all have just done a 360 and now you want to be with him. So if you want to be with him, then just move to California. Problem solved. Or is it because you hate California and you guys want, you want to live somewhere else? I, I don't understand. However, she feels luckily to have him in her life and she loves him. She's in love with him. Um, he says something that I think is totally hurtful given the fact that we know that he was in a relationship for the last nine years. But he said he has spent the last nine years regretting letting her go. Um, and he's never going to let her get away again. And he wants to hold on to the second chance. And he knows that they're going to be together. He doesn't know where, doesn't know where or when, but she's the love of his life. Right. She went from not loving him to I'm in love with you in the airport line. LOL. Pick a struggle. Maria says those are facts. I'm confused by how did we get here? Ryan said my um, recap is longer than the show facts because I go into more detail. So I don't leave you guys with any questions. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's where they left off. He hops on a plane. Now what? See? Unfinished endings. I don't get it. Last and certainly not least, Amber and Daniel in Costa Rica. She's leaving after two weeks. Uh, Daniel is apparently sad that she's leaving. He's not sad. Uh, she's okay because they got the visa. She's excited because guess what? He's coming to America. He thought the relationship was going to be Beer, ceviche, and hot sex. And who knew two years later that his vacay bay was going to be his future wife. Uh, but he wants to live in Amber with Amber in America for the rest of his life. Yeah, you do, because she supports you. And if he, she's doing this now, can you imagine what she's going to do when you, you are in America playing video games all day while she has her two jobs and is supporting you forever? Yeah, I'm sure you're excited. So... Uh, it's the next, it's the morning. We see David, his brother. David's first and only question is, when do you go to America? Because, you know, I'm convinced that they're in it together. And Daniel said he doesn't know, um, but his passport should arrive in a couple of days. And then from there, he should have his visa. So maybe in a month, he'll be off to America. And Amber says, as soon as everything's settled, David can come too. I was like, there it is. I don't know, Amber, if if your future husband, and this is going to sound super crude, please forgive me, okay? Please forgive me, but I think she's digmatized. That's the only thing that makes sense because, again, in the beginning of the season, she was shocked and appalled that Daniel had the audacity to say that David and his mom had to come, and now all of a sudden, after two weeks of a good, like, you're like, yeah, bring the whole family. As soon as we get settled, I'll sponsor you all. I'm gonna be, prov I'll provide for all of y'all. 
Kristen says, like, everyone switch it up. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you're good with it? When you had questions, if Daniel was using you because you pay for all the bills in the house, so you technically pay for Daniel and you pay for David, and now you're going to sponsor the whole, okay. So I even literally said that, wow, so Amber will support the family coming too? Okay. So they get in the car, they're on the way to the airport. Amber immediately starts nagging Daniel with her honey to-do list. And she wants to get the dog to the vet, clean bill of health, the collar, the rabies, the pin, the suitcase. Da -da 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 Bye, Amber. That's what Daniel's thinking. Bye, Amber. I'll see you with my brother and my mama in a month or so. But she believes that the relationship is stronger than ever. She can't wait for him to come to America. And he can't wait to go to America because that was his whole entire game plan. The end. Amanda says, Daniel put it down. And Maria said, she is exhausting. And Crystal says, probably because Amber doesn't want to also be paying David's rent in Costa Rica, probably cheaper to bring him along. <laughs> Let's bring everyone. We'll put you all under one roof. So I have one bill to pay. It's going to be a higher bill, but hey, at least I know you guys are all in one space. Terrible, but true. Guys, that was the season finale. I have questions and I find it just so super interesting that everyone had a completely different situation by the end. Martine, who was so in love, wanted to get married by the end of this episode in one hour was like, cool. I, that's a weight off my back. I didn't want to marry you anyways. Ariana, who was like freaking out being a single mom and surely I'm just not doing this. All of a sudden is okay with being a single mom. He, who was, who was not about being in a monogamous relationship with Mark, thought it was too fast, too soon, all the things. It's now absolutely 100% in love with Mark, wants to be with him, sees a future with him, love of her life, and can't wait to be with him. And then Amber, who was having a whole bunch of doubts that her 23-year-old fiance was using her and didn't want the family to come quite yet, is now all on board. So... I don't know. I'm in bizarro world, but I guess we wait to see what happens in season two. And everyone gets a new phone. <laughs> and Amanda says, I can't wait to see them on 90 day. A lot of these couples are going to, because they did call this a 90 day story. So Amanda's absolutely right. We're going to start to see some of these couples transition into before the 90 days and then 90 day fiance and we'll just continue. They're going to be like a David and Annie um, situation. Like just, we're going to continue to see them over, over the different 90 day franchises. Um, Patty says they should go have a reunion in Miami, go on a three hour tour and end up on Gilligan's Island. That's hilarious guys. That's the season. Uh, tomorrow, I was going to do Love After Lockup today, but I have two episodes to do. It's a lot to catch up on. So I'm going to do Love After Lockup to, no, 
I changed my mind because it makes more sense to me. Tomorrow's show, 8 p.m., will be Darcy and Stacy. Can't wait to talk about Darcy and Stacy, y'all. I have some news. Okay, so tomorrow, which is Wednesday, Darcy and Stacy. And then on Thursday, I'm going to do Love After Lockup because Friday is a new episode of Love After Lockup. And there we have it. Have a great rest of the night. Happy Tuesday to you and you and you and you. Bye for now, y'all.